0: Hi everyone. This is Father Jim Churn, and you're listening to the Pope Benedict XVI School of Prayer podcast, where every week we're reflecting on some of the Holy Father's catecheses from 2011, where he, for about 47 weeks, he gave different addresses where he was talking about some of the foundational elements of prayer. Um, And we're at week seven right now, uh, which is kind of crazy to believe that we're seven weeks into this new year and uh, seven weeks into this study. Um, This was first offered on June 22nd in 2011, and just praying and then reading through this section about the the Psalms, a couple thoughts that came to mind that I thought I'd share with you today. Um, First thought that came was just that how often in different pastoral situations, whether it's confession or spiritual direction or just even conversation with someone where they'll share how they've stopped going to Mass, Uh, you know, they're not active in the Church anymore. And it's usually not that they don't believe in God, Um, at least in these conversations that I'm thinking of right now, um, it's that people are angry, uh, or they're hurt, or they don't understand uh, why did someone get sick, why did someone suddenly die, why did I lose my job, why did I fail my class, like there's a whole list of things that people will share, and automatically associate them with somehow God's providence, God's blessing, God's grace being absent from their lives. And it's such a tender moment, it's such a vulnerable moment when you're you're encountering someone that's in that space, um, coming right after Ash Wednesday. Uh, I'm, some of these are very fresh on my mind, so I'm just still thinking about some of those conversations from yesterday. And... The good thing is that you you still hear and sense the sense of belief. Uh, It's not like they've become these hardcore atheists who've rejected God and are now living purely secular lives. There's a a real sense of hurt or loneliness or anger or confusion. And it's hard for, in that situation, for me to (laughs) say to them, oh, you should read this this chapter by Pope Benedict uh, about the Psalms. Um, which is what was going through my head yesterday, but obviously you can't share that in that moment. Um, usually, what I do share with people in that moment, in that instance, is saying that those are the best prayers to have to let God have it. You know, if you're angry, tell him you're angry. If you're upset, tell him you're upset. If you're disillusioned or don't understand or you're doubt, the most important thing is for us to continue having that conversation. And so sometimes those can be really painful, and sometimes they can be really ugly prayers. Um, and as someone who's prayed those before, uh, I can also attest that they can also be the most heartfelt and beautiful of prayers, too. And I think that that's part of what the Holy Father's trying to tell us with the Book of Psalms, uh, what, what he calls a, such a, a privileged uh, form of prayer in, in the Church's tradition and something that's so dear to the, the Church's tradition. I mean. It, for those of you who've been following in the, the Bible in the year or the catechism in the year, you're, you're aware that the church has for us as priests and religious and a lot of lay people have now taken up the practice as well of praying what they call the liturgy, the hours, where we basically are going through all the psalms uh, throughout the day. So about five times a day, we're supposed to pause what we're doing, stop and pray. And usually the church is assigned different psalms. Um, and there's a set and there's a rhythm to why they're chosen and stuff. But like, the, the amazing thing to me is then that that's always been a difficult thing for me to pray with because as the Holy Father points out, you hear a lot of different emotions expressed. Um, you hear, as he says, interwoven our joy, suffering, longing for God, and the perception of our unworthiness, happiness, and the feeling of abandonment. Trust in God and sorrowful loneliness, fullness of life and fear of death, and it's true. Like, and that's the thing is like sometimes when you're just praying them in in liturgy, liturgy of the hours. Um, for example, on Fridays we always have um, the penitential psalm. Have mercy on me, Lord, in your kindness. Uh, Reject. I'm, I'm messing it up off the top of my head. I knew I shouldn't have done this on the top of my head. Um, <laughs> have mercy on me O Lord in your kindness and your compassion blot out my offense thoroughly wash me from my sins yeah it goes something like that so um, that's every every Friday morning prayer and there's something beautiful now that I'm used to that and I it helps me to to get into the penitential nature of Friday as a day um, a day that we're supposed to be mindful of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross um, it's why the church is asked us to take up abstinence on Fridays or do some penitential act to somehow make that day feel different from the rest of the week. But there's also something kind of sad about that. Like every Friday morning, it's like, ugh, you know, most people are like, thank God it's Friday, it's the end of the week. You know, the church kind of starts it off by like saying, no, you're a sinner and uh, and we got to do penance. And, you know, that could be kind of a, a tough thing to, to en- engage first thing in the morning, but they're... You know, the that's that natural sense of like that human back and forth that you go through when you're doing the Liturgy of the Hours. On the flip side, though, I think one of the beautiful things is that, especially getting in the rhythm of the Psalms, is that we have the words to pray when we're feeling these different things and we don't have the words ourselves. Uh, I hope that made sense. It sounded right in my head. Um, the idea that, you know, I'm feeling sorrow. And I want to somehow pray that. Um, and sometimes people just, like I said, struggle with that saying, "I, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful. Um, I don't know if God's going to be angry at me. I, and that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about the Psalms is that they give us that permission to have that kind of a conversation with the Lord. Um, you know, And I, just different random thoughts come to me. Uh, as I was going through that list, like, you know, King David first praying, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? We immediately think about Jesus on the cross uttering that psalm, which he did, and the beauty of that psalm that encompasses not just that sense of desolation and loneliness and sadness and despair, but it ends triumphantly confident in God's uh, providence and his you know, direction and blessing him even in the midst of that sorrow. So that's what Jesus is calling to mind on the cross. When David first is uttering that, it might not have been as apparent. Um, It was more of a cry from the the depths of his heart and soul. And because he wasn't God incarnate, uh, he knew he had messed up. He knew why he was in sorrow. He knew why he felt the Lord's absence in his life, because there was a lot of the sins that he had done, that he had committed. And that was from the depths of his heart, just crying out to, to the Lord. You know, the beauty of that is that we can relate more to David probably than to Jesus. Uh, we we know that sometimes God's ways are still mysterious to us. Uh, sometimes that they don't have a set answer. Sometimes we just are upset, angry, and confused, even in the midst of our prayer. But I think if we can find in David that model And just keep doing it and keep praying it and keep saying those difficult words and keep going to Him even in the midst of all we're going through. That's where hopefully we find our faith comes more alive. And I have to say, one of my my favorite parts about this, this particular catechesis was when the Holy Father explains how, He uses the example of how a little child, when they're first learning how to talk, basically has to have the parents supply the words to them. Um, Having three nieces who are now in their teenage years, I remember that being called the terrible twos. And it's like parents have to navigate a very difficult time in in their child's life at that point when they seem to make no sense and seem to lose their minds at the drop of a hat. And when I finally had a parent explain it to me that the kids have these different feelings and emotions and are kind of at a loss of how to express it. So that's why they have a tantrum sometimes where sometimes they just have a meltdown at the most inopportune moment. Um, and so the the parents have to calmly try to like sit with them and try to help them express what it is that they're going through. Why are they sad? Why are they scared? Why are they afraid? Why are they angry? And to give them words to navigate those feelings and to express those emotions in in more proper ways. And when the Holy Father used that example in saying that that's what the Psalms are meant to be for us, I thought, wow, I have just never thought about it like that way. And what a beautiful image that is, that God the Father has given us a book to learn how to speak to Him and to give us the permission to speak to Him so freely and so heartfeltly. So... Those are just some of the thoughts that came to mind today. Um, I hope uh, I hope that you found them as moving as I did. And um, keep me in your prayers, and I will be praying for you when, I, especially when I do the liturgy of the hours tonight. And thanks again so much for joining us every week. I appreciate all the the nice feedback, uh, the, the reviews, and, and people sharing uh, the podcast and and our Facebook group. Um, I appreciate your comments either in the group or the private messages that you've been sharing and um, all the people that are subscribing and just putting reviews online. it's, It's really helpful and it's great to see the group continue to grow. So thanks so much, everybody. Have a great week. God bless.